Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. And this morning, I'd like to title my message as Bring Them Here to Me. Bring Them Here to Me. You know, there are a couple of instances we see in the Word of God where Jesus told, looking at the disciples, bring them here to me. And we are going to spend a few minutes meditating, meditating on these scriptures, the instances where Jesus told this to his disciples. Jesus is asking us to bring it to him. I really do not know what he is asking us to bring it, but all that Jesus is telling us this morning, bring that or bring it or bring them to me. Whatever it may be that God is asking us to bring, this morning we would like to bring that to Jesus. Whatever it may be. It may be the little ability that we may have. It may be the little money that we may have. It may be the little you know, strength that we may have in our life. It may be the, the, the experience that probably we have gone through in our life. Whatever it may be, this morning God is asking us to bring them to him. How tough it may be. You know, some of those things that we try to handle by ourselves, at times it becomes so tough for us. Initially, probably we think that, you know, we can deal with it. We can handle it. Because we have a better handle on those issues and we know how to do it, how to deal with those things. And we take our step and we try all our best to do that by our strength and our wisdom. But then at times it becomes more and more complex because we try to apply the human wisdom. Whereas the human wisdom is not enough, not sufficient for to deal with that particular issue. And this morning God is asking us how tough it may be. Just bring that to me. Whoever you may be. You know, our God is the God of the universe. Color doesn't matter. The language that we speak, it doesn't really matter. God is asking us, telling us whoever you are. Whoever you may be, just bring those things to me. I can deal with it. I can handle it. And all that this morning we could see, God's hand is kept open. And he wants us to come to him. He wants us to bring those things to God. And Jesus is calling us. You know, that's what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight: 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. When we go through difficult parts of our lives, when we go through the challenges of our lives, you know, often we need to get back to the scripture and read this word of God and personalize this word of God and understand that God is asking me to come to him because I'm going through difficulty in my work situation. I'm going through difficulty concerning my health. I'm going through difficulty in the ministry. I'm going through difficulty within my family. Lord, I realize this morning it is time that I need to come back to you. Jesus is asking us to bring all our concerns and all our difficulties to him. You know, when we bring our concerns to him, when we bring those things which we cannot handle by our strength, when we bring those things to him, God does that for us. 
Because he is a mighty God. He is a miracle working God. You know, he is a jealous, jealous, jealous God on behalf of his children. God cannot keep quiet when we go through such difficulties in our lives. When we go through disappointments, you know, God cannot just keep, sit there keeping quiet. God is equally concerned. In fact, at times God is more, than, more concerned than us, than all of us. And this morning, all that God wants, to, wants us to do is bring those concerns, bring those things into his hands. We are quickly going to see from the word of God. There are three or four instances where people brought those things they had and they handed them over to God. Let's quickly turn to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Verses 16 through 20. Matthew chapter 14, verse 16. As Jesus was ministering to the people, Scripture says, it was so late in the evening, and Jesus wanted to feed them, but the disciples wanted to send them away because it was so late, and probably there is no food that they could find. And, but Jesus was very particular. He said, do not send the multitude. Just feed them. Just feed them. This, this is what Jesus said. In 14 verse 16 we read, but Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. And verse 20 says, so they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. As people were hungry, they did not have anything to eat. But Lord Jesus was insisting that they need to be fed before they were sent out. And he asked them, what do you have? Bring them to me. Bring them to me. And as we know, there was a little boy. He was having five loaves of bread and two fish. And the disciples brought that, told that to Jesus. And Jesus told, bring them here to me. You know, I believe there was a purpose for Jesus telling them that you need to bring them to me. It's not that, you know, Jesus wanted to do things. Jesus wanted everything for himself. But then there was a reason why Jesus was telling the disciples, you need to bring them to me. You know, we, at times we don't understand that logic. We don't understand that how it works. But, you know, God looks at us and tells us, my son, my daughter, you need to bring that to me for some reason. You need to bring that to me. You know, some of us, you know, when, when, when we want to submit our certificates, you know, what we do most of the time, that those certificates need to be vetted by an attorney you know, or, uh, you know, somebody who is authorized to do so. So we need to take those certificates and go and show him, show those certificates to that person. And, you know, he asks a couple of questions to us. And you don't, most of the time, we don't like those questions because it is my certificate. I, I studied and I passed the examination. 
And why you want to just verify it? You know, I'm not, I'm not faking anything here. It's all my experience. But there is some reason why we need to do that. When he puts a signature and stamp, then it is, you know, we'll be able to submit those certificates. The same way Jesus is asking him to bring those things to him. You know, food is a basic, one of the basic necessities of life. And there we see people are so hungry because they have been listening to the word of God from morning till evening. And Jesus did not want to send them away. He wanted to meet the basic necessities that they are having there, right there. And there we found something which is available there. And Jesus is asking them to bring that to him. You know, food is most of the time, it's a result of, of the hard work that we do. We all work. We all work. You know, that day we were talking to Shirley and she says she wants to go back to her work. No matter how, you know, what our age is, no matter what we go through in our life, you know, we just want to go back to work that we like. All that we gain is the result of the hard work that we do in our lives. But Jesus is asking, you need to bring that to me. You need to bring that to me. I'm sure those, those, that little boy there would have you know, brought that bread and the fish out of the hard work that probably his parents did. But now Jesus is asking him to bring that to him. The reason is he's going to multiply it. He's going to do a miracle over it. The moment it is brought forth to Jesus, he's going to pray over it and God is about to do something. God is about to do a miracle. You know, some of those blessings that God is giving us today, you know, we hold on to those blessings as individuals, as families. You know, we think that, we think most of the time, God is blessing me for my family so that I will be blessed. It's a promise of God that we are blessed. But at times, you know, God gives us, God raises up in our situation, in our work situation, and He gives us promotion, you know, not really for us to enjoy those blessings. But instead, God is telling, you, telling us, you just bring those things. You know, that's the reason Scripture is talking about tithes and offerings. You bring those tithes and offerings to my storehouse, to my house, so that you test me that I'm not going, will I not bless you with such a blessing? You know, there is a multiplication that happens in the hands of God. I'm not sure whether you are getting this this morning. You know, there is a multiplication that happens in the hands of God. That's the reason Jesus is asking them, bring, that, bring them to me. Abraham was a man of God. He did not even have a child at that point of time. But you know what, what God said? Listen to me. Follow me. I will make you a great nation. I will make you a great nation. How? When he brings everything and gives it to God. You know, this morning I believe God is telling us we need to bring some of those hidden treasures that we are hiding. We are hiding those treasures. You know, because we think that it has to be hidden. But this morning God is telling us, no, it cannot be hidden. That boy did not keep that hiding in, inside his bag, in a, inside his backpack. You know, he was just taking it out. He took that out and he told the disciples, probably the wrong people. You know, if he would have told the neighbor, the, probably the neighbor would have told, come on, let's eat it together. You know, just keep quiet. Do not tell anybody. You have five loaves of bread. And two fish, probably it's more than enough for both of us. We will share. Let's not tell anybody. But they told the wrong people. 
of the disciples to the disciples and disciples what they did they went to Jesus immediately and told that a little boy here is having five loaves of bread and two fish and Jesus told bring them to me bring them to me not only for us people need to be blessed not only for us and our family today god is depending on our resources to bless others God is depending on our resources to bring the gospel out to the nations. You know, we read a beautiful scripture in Daniel, in the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32. You see, them, see that in the screen. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. How that exploit happens? How the exploitation happens by the children of God, by those who know God, they know that they are strong. And they become, they carry out great exploits. What does it mean? You know, we do great things for God. God wants to accomplish great things through us. Great exploits through our lives. How that happens? It happens when we bring what we have and give that to the hand of God. And ask God to multiply. When he multiplies it, there are many blessed. There are many blessed. And this morning, God is telling us to bring those things that we have. Number two, let's turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21. Here we see as Jesus was nearing Jerusalem, he looked at his disciples and he told them, you go into the village and you will find a donkey tied and a colt with the donkey. You lose them and bring them to me. Let's read from Matthew 21, verse 1. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethbagai, at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two, sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Lose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send Jesus wanted that donkey and the colt which was standing along the donkey. And Jesus looked at the disciples. You just go and bring them to me. Bring them to me. And if anyone asks about it, what do you need to say? You need to say, the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of them. You know, think about Jesus now. The donkey doesn't belong to Jesus. The donkey has nothing to do with Jesus. And in fact, another gospel says the donkey was just tied up at the doorside near the road. Day in, in and day out, the donkey has been standing there all alone. No work, nothing is expected out of it. Nothing, no good thing is expected out of it. Just a donkey. But then Lord Jesus wanted them. He said, bring them to me. And I believe there is a purpose. You know, whenever God says something, there is a purpose for God saying so. God doesn't speak like us, right? So we speak so many things without purpose. Any idea how many words we speak in a day? I mean, no is a very good answer. Right? Any idea how many words we speak? 100 words? No? 
thousand words, two thousand words, sometimes ten thousand words, right? How many words are having purpose when we speak? You know, our God, when He says something, there is a purpose behind it. When God said to the disciples, I am in need of them, just bring them over, then there is a purpose. And this morning there is a purpose when God says, the Lord is saying, I am in need of you. I have need of you. You know, probably the donkey would have never thought about it, that Jesus will need me. You know, today some of us, when we come, you know, come to know Christ for the first time, you know, they, the, the feeling they get is, probably what, what, why I am needed for Jesus. What Jesus is doing, going to do with me? I'm not born in a Christian family. You know, I don't know anything about this Christianity. But this morning, I, I accepted Jesus Christ. They don't have any idea about what God is about to do. You know, some of the mighty men and women of God today, you know, they were called on a particular day. Probably at that point of time, they had no clue of what God is doing in their lives. But today we see them being used by God. You know, when God says something, there is a purpose. And now here God sent his disciples and asked them to bring them to me. God wants us to go to him at times. God expects us to move and go closer to God so that God can fulfill his purpose in our lives. You know, the good thing about this, God has a plan for us. God has a plan about each and every one of us. Probably we have not seen those plans. We, do, we have not seen those purposes of God in our lives. But God has a very unique and special purpose in our lives. You know one good thing about our God? God wants to do certain things only through us. And God does not want us to, want to do, do those things through someone else. And nobody else can do that unique plan of God. That which God has planned through our lives. You know, that's the reason we are alive in this world. That's the reason God is prolonging our days in this world. That's the reason God is, you know, giving us ability to walk around and do the things of God. Because God delays even his, some of his agenda, thinking that my son, my daughter will do it for me. God is depending on us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. For those who love God. You know, we have not seen those things, such amazing, wonderful plans that God has about us, concerning us. You know, age doesn't really matter. Our wealth doesn't really matter. Our health doesn't really matter. But what matters is, do you love God? Do we love God? You know, if we love God, God's purpose will be accomplished in our lives. But once we go away from God, once we are separated from the love of God, God is also equally capable, capable to, do, do, to do those things by someone else. But until we are found in the love of God, God even tarries, God even waits, thinking that my son, my daughter will do that for me. How many of such plans that God has already planned concerning you? The question that we need to ask, probably I need to ask myself is, am I doing the will of God? 
I'm just doing what God wants me to do. This morning, what of God talks about? The donkey which was tied there. Now the donkey, Jesus is telling to bring them over to me. Do we know that, don't we know that we don't belong to ourselves? Scripture says very clearly, the life that we are God has given to us, it really doesn't belong to us. You know, we will wonder at times how God has an authority over our lives. If God says, our life can be separated easily from our body. Because God has a control over our lives. Our days are counted. God knows about everything. So God has an ultimate control over our lives. That's the reason scripture says we don't belong to ourselves. We read that in Romans chapter 14 verse 8. Romans 14 8. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. You know, we are of God's. We are of the Lord's. It doesn't matter whether we are existing in this earth or we are existing somewhere else. Why? The reason is we don't belong to ourselves. People, those who think that we belong to ourselves, they put a strong foundation on this earth as if they are going to live on this earth forever and ever. People, they understood that we don't belong to ourselves. They walk in this world like strangers and pilgrims. That's what scripture says. I mean, that doesn't mean that we don't need to buy a house. We need to rent, live in a rental house forever. No, that doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that. We need to buy houses. But even if we have houses, we need to learn, we need to know how to walk like a stranger. Don't, we don't want that house. Really. Who wants that house? The bank. The mortgage, mortgage company. Right? We don't want that house. Even in other ways. But scripture says, nothing belongs to us. None of these things what we see, nothing, none of them belongs to us. Because we live in a body which God has given us for a time period that we are living in this world. But children of God, we live, whether it doesn't matter whether we live on this earth or we live in the eternal heaven. We belong to God. That donkey and the colt, they belong to Jesus. Doesn't matter who is the owner of it. That's the reason Jesus said, he just go, if someone is asking you, why do you do that? You tell them that the Lord has need of them. The Lord has need of each and every one of us. You know, we are so precious and we are, you know, so resourceful this morning that God wants to use us. God doesn't want to use only somebody who is called, only few of them, those who are called. God wants to use every one of us. You know, think of the opportunities that God can use each and every one of you in the workplace. Most of us are, you know, in the healthcare profession. Think of the opportunities that you are standing at the bedside. You are, you are, you are touching somebody always. You know, think of the opportunities that the love of God can flow through your body into someone else every time you serve somebody. You know, what a precious opportunities that God has given us as long as we know that we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. Let's move further. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 17. Verses 17 through 18, 17 and 18. Matthew 17, verse 17. Here we see a father bringing a son. Matthew 17, 17 and 18. Here we see a father bringing his son who is affected, who is tormented 
by a demon and the sickness what is seen there is epilepsy. You know, often he was pushed on the floor. He was pushed into the fire and into the water. And the father brought his only son to the disciples and asked them to pray over him. And the disciples prayed for him, but the sickness did not go. Then, they were, then he was brought to Jesus. Let's read that from Matthew 17, 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Here we see a boy who was going through epilepsy and often pushed into the fire and water. Now the father is crying for healing for this boy. But the disciples couldn't pray for, it, pray for him for some reason. But now, Jesus came to know about it. And Jesus told the disciples, bring him to me. Bring him to me. And we realized that there was a demon behind that sickness. It was not an ordinary sickness. There was a demon behind the sickness. You know, most of us would have seen people who are suffering with such a sickness, such a disease. And medically, there are, you know, various reasons why such sickness comes into someone. But here we see there was a demon behind the sickness. There are common sicknesses today. Demon, the spirits of demon is operating behind those sicknesses. And those sicknesses will leave when we rebuke that spirit that is the cause that's causing that sickness. And Jesus, knowing that he is asking him to bring that boy to him. And when the boy was brought to Jesus, and we see healing taking place. The way healing taking place there, Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy was completely cured, healed. And this morning, as we are listening to this, you know, Jesus is a God who is capable of performing miracles. But scripture says that same authority God has given to you and me. Let's go to Mark chapter 3. Here we read, when Jesus called the 12 disciples, he gave them authority and power over sicknesses. We read that from Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Number one, to preach. Number two, and to have power to heal sicknesses. Number three, and to cast out demons. The reason why Jesus called his disciples to preach the gospel and to heal the sick and to cast out the demons. And I believe the same reason God has called the church today. You know, today many of the churches, they don't believe in this gospel. They say that all the miracles, all the demon casting, it's all over at the time of disciples. Right? And the question is, how are we alive today? If you say that, you know, all the, sick, all the healing has ended. Right? How children of God, God are walking in healing today. How the children of God are, 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 are working against the kingdom of hell to bring out people into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. God has given us the authority. When we come to Jesus, when we are falling at the hands of Jesus, 
You know, God is the God of multiplication. He touches us and He strengthens us and we go and do the work of God. The miracle working power of God is not diminished. And this morning, all that we need to do is we need to be brought to the presence of God. You know, some of those sicknesses that we pray for, be sure to bring them to the presence of living God. It's not about those sicknesses, but it is about that soul. Before we pray for the sickness, let's share the gospel to them and make sure that they are brought into the presence of God and God can deliver them. At times, how much ever we pray, the sickness may not leave because God is more concerned about that soul. And this morning, God is telling us we need to bring that. Finally, we see an interesting story in the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Let's read from verses 35 through 42. John 1, 35. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, John the Baptist. John the Baptist stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, what do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated as teacher, where are you staying? Good question. Jesus asked them, what do you seek? And those disciples, they asked, why do you seek? Oh, sorry, where do you stay? You know, probably they wanted to just make sure that he's staying in the right place, you know, before they become the disciples. Why do you stay? And he told them, come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Probably it was a real comfortable place where Jesus was. You know, they could stay with them, with Jesus. Now it was about the 10th hour of the day. One of the two who heard John the Baptist speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah. And he brought him to Jesus. Andrew brought Simon Peter to Jesus. You know, we talked about someone bringing the five loaves and the fish to Jesus. And we talked about somebody bringing the donkey and the colt to Jesus. Someone bringing the little boy to Jesus. And now here we see Andrew bringing Peter to Jesus. Scripture talks about in all over the New Testament we see the joy of bringing someone to Christ. The joy of bringing someone to Christ. You know, when you share the word of God, when you share Jesus, the love of Jesus to someone, when they come along with you to the church and when they accept Lord Jesus Christ by raising their hands, what a joy it brings to your life. The joy of bringing, you know, I'm sure Andrew experienced the joy of bringing someone to Christ Jesus. And today you and I are called to bring others to Christ. To bring others to Christ. You know, children recited the word of God from Luke chapter 19 verse 10. Scripture says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Son of man has come to this world to seek and to save that which was 
lost. The joy of bringing somebody into the kingdom of God. You know, this morning I believe that is the mission of the church. To bring the unchurched, to bring those who are not having Christ yet in their lives into the fold, into the kingdom of God. Andrew was very particular to do that. Even though Peter was his own brother, you know, some of us, I do often, you know, we neglect our family. We don't really care about our family. We are very keen about sharing the gospel with someone else. But the first ministry Andrew started in his own family of bringing his own brother to Christ. You know, this morning God is putting the thought in your mind. Are we bringing somebody to Christ? Are we bringing someone to Christ? Unless we bring that someone to Christ, you know, he cannot be blessed. He cannot come out of his situation that he is going through. And this morning, God is asking you and me to bring that somebody into the kingdom of God. Finally, to summarize, when God moves, God moves, his miracles take place. The power of God is seen in our lives when we do a couple of things. It's a summary that we are what we heard this morning. God moves in this fashion. When we bring them to Jesus, we see the miracle working power of God. When those five loaves and two fish were brought to Jesus, we see multiplication happening there. When Jesus came and asked them to bring that boy to him, we see deliverance taking place to that boy. And when we bring them to Jesus, when we trust in God Almighty, when we humble ourselves, when we obey the word of God, when we say, when we confess and say sorry to him for the mistakes that we have done, and when we make ourselves available for God, when we completely empty ourselves, we see God moving in our lives and God moving in somebody's life. And this morning, church, I believe this is what God wants us to do, exactly what we see. God wants us to bring those lives those who are, those are seen around us into the kingdom of God. When they are brought into the presence of God, we see the blessing of God in their lives. I believe this morning God has spoken to us. Shall we just close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.